Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, February 9. Never lend money unless you can feel in your heart that you are giving the money away. This practice will spare you much pain, for as Shakespeare, through Polonius, said, Loan oft loseth both itself and friend. Tell God that you place the money in His hands. He will see to it that you don't lack in consequence. Be sensible, however, in your lending. Try to ensure that the help you give goes to someone whose need is real. Reflect on those movie actors who carelessly gave away large amounts of the money they were earning, but who years later died in penury. Oh dear, I'm saying a word here, I don't know how it's pronounced. P-E-N-U-R-Y which I would say, but who years later died in poverty. (laughs) Okay, Swamiji's vocabulary was bigger than mine, and every so often I meet one of his words. My vocabulary as a child came mostly through reading, and part of what made me humorous as a child is that very often my pronunciation was idiosyncratic because I'd never heard the words, I'd only read them. (laughs) So that's a word that I can read but not say. Penuri, I don't know. Poverty, we know what we mean. So anyway, Swamiji is talking here about the proper use of money, which is, if we're going to talk about living wisely and living well, we really have to talk about the proper use of money, because money is, obviously, it's a gigantic aspect of life, and a great deal of security or lack of security or success or lack of success, happiness, all kinds of things end up being focused back on the issue of money. And here's something extremely interesting that that uh, Master said, that Yogananda said about money. He said, earning money honestly and industriously, and he, I think he added to serve the divine work, but uh, earning money honestly and industriously is the next greatest art after the art of realizing God. Now that's a really remarkable thing to say because you would think that there would be some kind of anti antithetical relationship between, you know, money, which is the root of all evil, and God, which is the root of all happiness. But it isn't so, because partly we're moving into Dwapara Yuga, we're moving into the age of energy, and we need to understand the nature of this universe not as fixed entities, but as of everything is a flow of energy. This is scientific. This isn't even religious. Everything is just a flow of energy. So you can't hold a dollar bill in your hand or a gold coin in your hand. And it's not essentially, in its essence, different than anything else in creation. Of course, but it has a different effect. The nature of the energy of money is something that has to be respected, like the energy of fire. You can't just say, well, you know, fire is just the same as cool water, so I'll just drink fire or put my hand in fire. You can put your hand in cool water and it'll have one effect. You put it in fire and it'll have another. On the, on the level of the, you know, the absolute nature of both things, they might not be different, 
but on the level of this world in which we live in it, the nature of those energies is different. And money is a tremendously powerful energy force on, on this planet, on in this world that we live in. And so whenever we get into relation with such a powerful energy force, we have to rise to the occasion. We can't refuse, refuse to deal with it. We can't say, oh, I am going to put my hand in the fire. I'm just going to do it. Watch. Oh, rats, I got burned again. Oh, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to put my hand in fire. That would be stupid. And so when we're working with money, we have to have respect for what we're dealing with. And we have to understand what the natural laws of money are also. And just like we have to understand what the natural law of fire is. I have a gas stove. You know, I turn it on. I see the flame. I know what it can do for me. I know that I can put my little cup of milk in it and it'll get warm and then I can put it into my tea and I'll, t- I'll like it better. And so the fire works for me. We cooperate. And when I'm finished, I turn it off if I remember, which I usually remember, but I have to turn it off because leaving it burning is also contrary to the, the energy laws of fire. So energy, money is just, you know, an escalated, a more complex other more more multi-headed creature, but it's a flow of energy and a type of energy, and it has tremendous force. When they say money is the root of all evil, it's not that money itself is evil, it's that it's such a strong energy force that it's easy, it's it's easy for it, it's easy for people to become confused in relationship to it. So what to say is that it, it's a force that can draw you. And by evil, all it means is ignorance. That if we, if we misuse energy of any kind, if, if we misuse the energy of our words, if we speak unkindly to people, if we speak thoughtlessly to people, if we speak what I want to say rather than what's going to be helpful to you, the misuse of that energy can draw us into all kinds of let's use the word evil, but ignorant experiences that will cause us to suffer. I mean, evil is that which makes us suffer. And whether it it shows up right away or it takes a little time, but, you know, people end up being... I've I've been on on the trying to be helpful end of this where a person has consistently used their words wrongly and now they find themselves isolated and alone. They've, they've alienated people because they've misused their energy. So when you have money, you have to understand this is a powerful energy force and I can't squander it. I can't just like say, oh, it's not important and throw it away. We can't just take a holiday from in, a, an intelligent, respectful understanding of, of my responsibility for the energy that flows through me. And when we have had the magnetism, either by our hard work or by the good karma of a fortunate birth. Sometimes people are, quote, born into money and they never actually earn it in this lifetime. But somewhere along the way, they were given the opportunity to have it without having to apparently work for it. But it's not always good karma to have it that way. I've seen people, when I was younger, I had a few friends like this. I mean, the phrase then was trust fund baby is what they they were called. It was just the slang phrase. Two friends in particular who inherited money from a young age. And I watched how the presence of that money continually thwarted their opportunity 
to develop willpower. Because whenever they were faced with a difficulty, they could buy their way out of it. Whereas I and many of the other people I knew, we couldn't buy our way out of it. We couldn't just relocate. We couldn't just sort of throw money at the situation and somehow or another like that. We had to develop endurance. We had to develop creativity that came out of our energy rather than just being able to write checks and hire somebody to do it. In both cases, I have to report that over time, both those people that I know about actually overcame overcame the debilitating effect of having inherited a lot of money when they were young. One, because she lost it, and the other woman because she learned to use it properly. So Swamiji is here just giving us a very small point with this. If you loan money, I mean, he's being very specific here. If you loan money to someone, be prepared to give it away. Because if you're loaning it on the basis of the external world is going to conform to my ideas, you know, they're going to, this, my friend is going to treat me this way. You know, I'm giving you this money. I'm buying your friendship with this money. I'm, I'm depending on you to be able to pay me back, but maybe something happens and he can't. And now I feel betrayed because you haven't lived up to my expectations of you. I have a friend of mine who spoke of uh, how so-and-so, a, a, a person that I, a mutual acquaintance, so-and-so betrayed me. And I said, tell me, because I couldn't figure out in the context how they could have. I mean, there was no relationship where, and there was no action that I could perceive that I would have called a betrayal. So tell me what you mean. And what turned out was that my friend had a certain expectation, had an expectation that the third, the other person would treat them in a certain way. And that person actually also intended to treat my friend in a certain way, but quite frankly was unable to live up to it. So I said, you know, they didn't betray you, they betrayed themselves. They had an aspiration that they were unable to come to, so they betrayed their own ideals. I said, you were, you were an incidental party to it. You had nothing to do with it. Of course, you were hurt, and these various things happened, but there was no betrayal, there was no rejection of your worth. There was just an inability to live up to it. So sometimes when we offer money to people, you know, we have this expectation about what's supposed to happen, and then when they don't live up to what we expect, we feel betrayed, and then we have no friend anymore. But was it a realistic expectation on your part? Was it a temptation too great for them to um, fulfill? And was it a careless use of the resources that were given to you? And this, and this is where you have to actually understand the laws here. If, if, if you have had the good karma to be able to earn or to inherit a large sum of money, it's an energy that you are now responsible for. And if you treat it as if it has no uh, importance, but, but you, you, how would I, you, you disrespect its power in the way that you treat, treat it. And you also give it to people for whom it's not good to be handed that sort of thing. I was talking about the trust fund, you know, the trust fund babies. I read somewhere that Master said not to will your money to your children, which I thought was a very interesting statement. And I, I, I read it as, as unequivocal. I doubt if, if Master, Yogananda I mean, would have said it that unequivocally. But what he was trying to say by saying something that shocking was think about it. Is it really helpful 
to, to give your children the feeling that money just comes and that no effort is required. When we were starting our, our school here in Palo Alto and we were making a, a list of things that we wanted our graduates to understand, very high on that list that I made was I would really like to, to help these children understand the relationship between the energy put, they put between work and money between the energy put out and the money that they receive. Because I have observed that all of the people that I know as adults, if they understand the relationship between work and money, they move through life so much more effectively than if they just don't know where money comes from. And then they're just, they think they can just affirm it, they can just declare that I'm wealthy, that the, the, all the prosperity of the universe belongs to me, but they don't have any understanding of the principles that are involved. At one point when Ananda was in the early years, when we were all just, I think, dirt poor is the only way to call us, and we were trying to sort of get our energy together, somebody was saying that we have poverty consciousness. And when I thought about it, I actually realized that we didn't have poverty consciousness. What we actually had is what I would call little rich kid consciousness. Because we were not actually applying ourselves intelligently and energetically to earning money. We were just kind of drifting around Swami Kriyananda was applying himself very intelligently and very energetically to the process of generating the magnetism that would bring in money. And I and many of the rest of us were just kind of uh, dabbling along behind him. A few people really understood and were applying themselves energetically, but many of us were not because we didn't understand the laws of energy as they applied to money. And so it wasn't that we were working hard to get it. We were behaving like rich kids, that all we have to do is just ask our Heavenly Father and He'll just write another check. And it was sort of like, why would He? Now, yes, He will, if our energy and our magnetism is so powerful that we are operating within the laws, but just merely to hope that we were. I mean, there was a, a great saint in India who would who used to dive into a... a, a an alligator-infested pond, and then he would come up with fistfuls of money. But of course, he could dive into an alligator-infested pond without fear. So he had mastered a lot of rules about life. Now, even if that was true, I don't know. But the principle is, is actually quite interesting. So Swami gives us just a beginning. When you, when you loan money, think about what you're doing. Don't think that just because people want it, it's helpful, and just because you can buy their friendship that you ought to. And, and just be conscious. Be very, very conscious of what we do. Then he warns us that people who earn money and then dissipate it without respect for the divine law, ending up losing it. So, never lend money unless you can feel in your heart that you are giving the money away. This practice will spare you much pain. For as Shakespeare, through Polonius, said, Loan oft loseth both itself and friend. Tell God that you place the money in His hands. He will see to it that you don't lack in consequence. Be sensible, however, in your lending. Try to ensure that the help you give goes to someone whose need is real. Reflect on those movie actors who carelessly gave away large sums of the money they were earning, but who years later died in poverty. Joy to you, my friends.
Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support ASHA, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.